Hey, Reese, Bips, put the game on, man. I'm trying to see what Luca and them boys going to do tonight, man. Mavs outside this podcast. Y'all know what time it is. It's all this. It's going to be hard to say goodbye. But you Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of the Mavs Outsiders Podcast. I'm one half of your host, Maurice Williams, aka Mind of Reese on Instagram, YouTube, Mind of Reese Podcast, where you find your podcast content, Mind of Reese Reviews on TikTok, um, not on Twitter yet. Um, joined as always by my co-captain, Mr. Mike Bibbins, a.k.a. Bibbs, Bibbs Corner on Twitter, Bibbs Corner Podcast, wherever you find your podcast content. Um, your Instagram is not at Bibbs Corner, correct? Nah, at M-Bibbs, M-I-B-S. At, at M-Bibbs on Instagram. Uh, he's been posting audio clips on Instagram uh, along with the Outsiders page at Mavs Outsiders Pod on Instagram. Uh, don't forget to follow the Mavs Outsiders Twitter page at Mavs Outsiders on Twitter. Most of you are already following, I'm sure. Just wanted to get the word out there some more. Uh, that's another bar. Um, just wanted to quickly say, uh, rest in peace to Jason David Frank. Uh, back when I still had my fucking Twitter, um, Y'all saw me do a, a thread, a, a Power Ranger thread. So obviously, you know, I'm a huge, huge Power Ranger fan. And a lot of the people that were replying were Mavs fans, which, you know, put two to two together. Y'all are Power Rangers fans as well. Uh, but aside from Power Rangers, obviously, that's how we know him. Uh, he was a really good person. Uh, you, you don't you don't really hear as many good stories about a uh, quote unquote celebrity. Cause he didn't really like to be referred to as a celebrity uh, as you do about this person. Uh, he did comic cons more than any celebrity or public figure that I know. And every story, even from my own experience, he was always pleasant, kind, respectful, humble. So uh, the world lost a good one today so condolences out to his family and loved ones just wanted to get that out of the way uh before we get into this Mavs talk that i kind of don't want to get into but it's but but you know we got a job to do so before we talk about these bumps um how you feeling outside of the fan outside of anything maverick related 
How are you feeling? Okay. Yeah. Thank you for making that. <laughs> um, <clears throat> you know, it's it's a short work week this week, you know, just three days. Um, going to Virginia on Thursday. Yeah. See my dad, uh, his wife. Um I, I need this break. <laughs> and I probably <laughs> I'm like planning to take another one. Uh early December probably. No idea if I'm gonna go anywhere or not, but I'm tired of looking at these these spreadsheets and shit. Is it a break or a vacation? Like, what's well? It's gonna be a break. I don't know if it's gonna be a vacation yet. That's I'm talking about the one in December. Like, if you take one in December, that's what I'm saying. Like, I know okay. I'm not gonna work that week. I just don't know if I'm gonna get on a plane or nothing. No, 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 no. When I say vacation, I mean the length of time you're gone from work. So I'm taking a whole week off. Yeah, sure. vacation. That's a vacation. All right. <laughs> Staycation, vacation, vacation. Yeah, whatever you want to call it. It could be either one of the three. So hopefully I didn't catch that third one. Um, <clears throat> I, I didn't need I did. So I'm assuming it was vacation. So uh yeah, I mean, I, I'm 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 trying not to think about these Dallas Mavericks right now while I answer this question is I'm having a hard time. But uh you know, it's it's coming up to the end of the year. You know, I had some goals at the beginning of the year, so I'm kind of tracking where I'm at with those. Um, and I, I need to I need to reset in a lot of ways. So very contemplative time of the day right now. I'm I'm glad I didn't. I'm glad I got a day off from the Mavericks on Friday, even though we won. Uh, I got to see two of my best friends since high school uh, get married. Uh, I, I was, had the honor of being in the wedding. Um, fantastic time. I've been in two weddings this year. I don't plan on being in any, anytime fucking soon. <laughs> no one I know is getting married. Um, and if they are, I'm more than happy to just attend. Like, I don't need to be involved. Um, but it was a fantastic time, a, a beautiful thing. Every time I go, I'm like, damn, I want to get married. Like, you know, this is... <laughs> the, the ceremony is the most fun part. Yeah, the ceremony is just the fun, most fun part. It's fun to everybody, but, but then you think about how much it probably costs to pay for that ceremony. So, you know, uh, I'm good on marriage right now, all right? Um had they been together since high school or? Yeah, they've been together 13 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. 13 or thirteen or 12. Who, who was waiting? What you mean? Like, who was holding it up? Like, why, why, why it took 13 years? I mean, most of the time, they were young. They was just getting their, okay. their life together. Type. I like that. I like they that. They got engaged, like, three, four years ago. Okay. And they're in their upper 20s? Um, yeah, I'm 29. The The bride is 29 and the groom is 30. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a fan and y'all can take this how y'all want. I'm not a fan of getting married before 25, 27 ish. I'm not a fan of it either. I mean, I know some people do it and it works out for them. Cool. But it, I'm not a fan of it. Like, I don't think you know who you are, especially men. You don't think you know, I don't think you know who you are until you're about 27 mm-hmm. personally. Um, so. I think the thing is, people like to feel like they're grown when they're like between the ages of 21 and 25. And yeah, legally you are, but you haven't even truly found yourself yet. 
some people don't even know what they want to be at that age. Right. That's why people like, oh, man, I'm 30. I'm old because you think you're already grown by the time you're 23 years old. And it's like, nah, you're really just starting out. Like, Learning in your 20s, pretty much. Yeah. You're like fucking you just fucking evolved in the Charizard, motherfucker. Like you ain't even got to the Pokemon League yet. Like you still got some shit to learn. Just because you evolved in the Charizard don't mean you ain't got more moves to learn, motherfucker. Like, speaking of which, I've been playing Pokemon heavy as hell since yesterday. I bought I bought the new game on the po- on the Switch. Okay. Um, it's, it, it's different. Not di- it's like it's an open world game, so you're not confined to certain things. You don't have to play in a certain. You don't have to play a certain way. You just the world's open. You do whatever you want. The game looks like ass. Um, there's no reason why I'm running and like shit should be like stutter stepping, like just shit. It it runs awfully, but this is not the Pokemon Outsiders podcast. It's the Mavs Outsiders podcast. Um, <laughs> I do got a guy that's like tapped in with like the tournaments and stuff for Pokemon. If if you if you did ever want to do something like that, what do you mean? Like if I ever wanted to, you want to do a, a Pokemon Outsiders episode? <laughs> compare uh oh damn somebody already did that um somebody compared mass players to to pokemon and compared fucking josh green to magic cart and i did not like that shit he look like gyarados tonight it's gyarados bro i'm calling him gyarados <laughs> what are you gonna do about it <laughs> <laughs> You said it was so much. I've never heard you sound like an old head ever, except for just now. That sound like when I used to. I used to go with my dad's on the weekends, and uh, I used to always say, "Dad, you gotta wake. Make sure you wake me up at eight o'clock Saturday morning, so because I, I gotta watch Power Rangers." Other times I'll be watching Pokemon or Digimon, and he'd be like, "What's that, Digimon, Pokemon?" I'm like, "It's Pokemon. It's not Pokemon." Pocket monsters, digital monsters. Come on now, get it together. It used to be so embarrassing. Wasn't nobody watching, but it was embarrassing to me. Like, and anyway, You're so um, I got speaking of embarrassing, uh, <clears throat> let's talk about the the week that the Dallas Mavericks had. Let's let's skim past this real quick, shall we? Tuesday. Dallas Mavericks defeated the Los Angeles Clippers 103 to 101 in a game that really wasn't that close for the first half. And then the second half, the Mavs fumbled the bag. But if you listen to our recaps, you already know that. Next night, on a back to back, Dallas Mavericks failed to defend home court against the G League Rockets. Uh, for context, the Mavericks were without Luka Doncic, Maxi Kleba, and JaVale McGee, if that means anything to you. Just wanted to add that context in there. Friday night, um, Mavs Outsiders took the night off. Obviously, I was at I, – I, I didn't get home until like 2 a.m. Um, not sure what Bibbs was doing, but he wasn't wasting his time talking about this fucking team. Uh, but they did pull out the victory against the G League Nuggets, um, one twenty-seven to ninety-nine. Nuggets had no Nikola Jokic, uh, no Jamal Murray, 
Who else was missing? Aaron Gordon is Smith. Aaron Gordon is Smith. I'm pretty sure I'm forgetting some other names. Pretty sure that's it. That's it? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they pulled out the victory as they should have, which brings us to today um, when the Dallas Mavericks faced that same team at home again uh, and lost 98-97 to now. And they lost Jeff Green early in the game, too. Yeah. So five players that actually play that were not available to them. And the Dallas Mavericks were a fully healthy team. It's so extra healthy because they called Jaden Hardy up. So they had several, 16 fresh bodies. Or and, excuse me, 15 minus Maxi. And they lost. The Nuggets' best player on paper tonight was Michael Porter Jr. I'm about to say, I'm glad you said on paper. On paper, like going into the game, if you look at the roster. Yeah. Look at the, the, the names and the best player is Michael Porter Jr. And you lost to this team. Okay, I don't really want to talk. I mean, do you have anything? To say? Well, first of all, shout out to Josh Green for having a stellar game. I'm mad it came in a loss, so it really won't be remembered. And it shouldn't be because it came in a loss. Um, Davis Berton's got some quality minutes out there tonight. The Latvian laser. Um, any other positives from this game? Take a look at the old box and score them. No, didn't think so. Um, I told you that I, I don't have too much to say about this game. I checked out early. Like I saw where this was going. And I just started switching between this and another game, the football game, the Sunday night football game between the Chargers and Chiefs, because I want to see a, I want to see really good sports teams play like, like competent sports teams. Um, if you don't have any thoughts on this game, I understand, but I, I feel like to. you have some grievances you want to. So <clears throat> you talked about watching good sports. You know, I had a pretty good Saturday, Sunday overall um, Gamecock football team smashed up Tennessee. Spencer Rattler was counting the TDs on his fingers. He ran out of fingers, by the way, we ran out, ran out of fireworks because we scored so many touchdowns. Um, wait, 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 wait. What'd you say? We, we ran out of fireworks. Like After we scored a touchdown, they let off the fireworks. We ran out of fireworks. We beat them boys 63 to 31 or something like that. Okay. I thought you said y'all scored 20 touchdowns. I'm no, say, no, 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 no. Huh? I said too many. Too many. Oh, okay. I'm about to say, <laughs> hell no. That's for PEDs. I think Rattler had six, and then we had three rushing. So, um, so that was good. You know, first uh, we apparently were one of the top teams that had the most upsets in the past 15 years. I guess it's just because we play so many loaded teams over the years because we're in the SEC. Um, But, you know, Saturday night vibes were great. Almost forgot that I was a Dallas Mavericks fan for a minute. Uh, Woke up this morning, watched the the South Carolina men's basketball team suck cheeks. it is what it is. They got eight new players and a brand new coach. I don't expect much from this team this year, but GG Jackson is cool. It's nice having a, a guy who's the number one recruit in next year's class on your team. Um, then you had the Ravens, Lamar out there with third string receivers making it happen. Um, 
difficult to watch. But a win is a win. Uh, it is what it is. I'll take it. Then I get back to good sports with uh, the South Carolina women's basketball team. Number one in the nation facing number two, Stanford. At Stanford, played pretty rough the first, the most of the game, forced overtime, stole the game in overtime. The woman who haunted my Instagram feed, Cameron Brink, was balling, but she fouled out. And we took the dub. But then I knew I had to prepare to consume Dallas Mavericks basketball on my screen. I knew I had to wait for Jason Kidd to try out the same lineup that does not include two players that are better than players that start and better than that six man, that, 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 that first guard off the bench as well. Um, I had to watch these boys put up some bricks. I had to watch Luca orchestrate and try to set up everything. I had to watch Luca get to the rim and again kick it out because he was on playground mode because we were playing a sorry team that we just blew out and we can't just kill people. We can't just go out here and say, I'm stronger than you and I'm going to knock you out in the first round. We got to dance around the ring. So we came out flat. Nothing, nothing new happened. Same rotations. First half. Josh Green came out on fire in the first half. 13 points in the first half. Baseline, bodied up bones, scored on them. Three-pointer. You know, mixing it up, doing more than one thing. You know, even though one thing was working, he did the other thing too. It's what you like to see. You like to see dynamic players on the court doing dynamic things, not just running up and down and hoping that the ball lands in their lap with no defenders around them. Um, Came back. Looked like we were on fire going into the half. Luca hit the little three, did the shimmy. They reviewed it, you know. Sorry, that boy stepped out. Come out second half, you know, two seconds for the finish the second quarter. Third quarter will begin right after. What happens? Blocko Chanchar. Half court heave, Chris Splash. Nuggets excited, Mavs confused. I knew the game was over at that point. How how were you feeling about, about that time? I think my reaction was just, of course, <laughs> like, of course, that's what fucking happened. Like, what are the first of all, what are the odds of something like this happening in general? And then what are the odds of them actually making the fucking shot when they get the ball back? I think I called it a six point Latvian or a Slovenian swing because uh, they took three from Luca and gave three to Chancho. <sighs> yeah, well, I didn't. I don't know at what point. I had checked out before that. Like, I wasn't like, oh, we're losing. But I was like, yeah, fuck this game. I just, it is what it is. I, I don't give a shit. Um, it was third quarter where I was like, yeah, this this is cooked. I just. So if you look at it, taking away the three from Luka at the half, our leading scorers were Josh Green and Davis Bertans with 13 and 12. Luka would have had nine if they took the three from him, I believe. Um, third quarter starts back to our trash ass starting lineup that doesn't include our best players. Same rotations off the bench. 
Timmy first guard off the bench, despite I think being 0 for 8 at the half. Is he 0 for 8 at the half? Fucking shame. Um, <laughs> game is ugly again. Bring in player who's the most effective in the first half. Good things start happening again. Get it close, back and forth. Yada yada. Michael Porter Jr. has been bricking all night, but he hit the biggest shot. Because of course he did. Mavs bench was adamant. He stepped out. Luca was complaining about it well after the play. That was a two. Or you know, he stepped on the line is what they thought. That was a two. That was a two. I heard I literally heard Luca say it. Come down, Luca gets the blow by. I feel like he was about to pass it when we was six seconds left. Mm-hmm. I feel like he was about to pass it instead of doing the floater or whatever. But they they fouled him, so whatever. We get the last play. I'm gonna ask you, did you, what did you expect the last play to be? I expected a three pointer from Luca. Yeah, yeah. We give it to Luca. He throws up a forty footer, and that's that. We only needed a fucking point. Right. One point. So either. How much time did we have left? Four seconds. Four fucking seconds. And you're telling me Luca can't get to the paint in four seconds or in the mid-range area or nothing? Like, why Why is it regard? There's no situational basketball plan on this team. And that falls on coaching. Like, why is it that when we're down by a point, even sometimes two points. Get the ball to Luca on the wing, step back three heave. Like I get it. It's his shot. It's reliable. But if you can have if you can okay, let me let me let me take that back. He can get it off. If, if he can get it off. <laughs> he can get it off. It's a fifty fifty chance it'll go win. I don't like fifty fifty chances. I like higher percentages than that. You know when Luke is unstoppable? When he's in the fucking paint. How about we run plays out of bounds plays when we're in clutch game situations or final shot situations to get our best player the ball instead of saying, here, create some shit. Like, what fuck are we in high school? Is this the blacktop? You would think in a situation like that, you would try to get some action going toward the rim. You're getting him the ball like he has time to operate and run something. Like he's going away from the hoop, catching the ball. How does that make sense? Nobody else is moving or doing anything. We set a screen for him to come up and catch the ball going away from the rim. That doesn't put us in a position to do anything at all. The entire defense knows what we're doing. We're basically, we're giving the ball to Luca and saying, make a miracle occur. Every single time. That is atrocious. The Lakers drew up a corner three for Derek Fisher with four-tenths of a second left, but with 3.8, I believe, is what we had. The best we can do is give it to Luca and hope for the best. All the stretch my hands, look at that shit. It's pathetic. And then if he makes it, we're sitting here. We are not. Some other podcasts are saying, oh, Luca's the greatest and oh, great shot. And that. No, this is stupid. We shouldn't be in that position to where Luca's throwing up heaves and hoping for a miracle. Now, granted, we shouldn't. And I would praise Luca if he made the shot because that's a fantastic shot. 
But if he missed, am I going to blame him? No, because that shot shouldn't yeah, have been taken to begin with. It's on the coaching. It's not on him. And let's be clear, uh, you know, our good buddy Skin Wade and, and uh, what's old buddy uh, Nick from, from Locked On Mavs said, you know, fans don't seem to understand that it's not just one person. There's a whole staff. So J- it's not just Jason Kidd. It's the entire coaching staff. Just to make sure that we cover all our bases. We don't want to single out Jason Kidd on this. We want to make sure we include the entire coaching staff for being ass when we say that it's bad coaching. So just to be clear, and if we need to name all the coaches, we can do that too. Because they somebody got to do something. Okay. I think it's safe to say Skin is a friend of the pod. When he came on, uh, I found a new respect for him and, and a new outlook on him. Uh, he has offered to done something very nice for me. Uh, great guy. So, cool. You know, whatever. I don't know Nick Anks personally. Never had a conversation. No, nah, technically had a conversation with the guy once. Wasn't a great conversation. But not saying he's not a great guy. Don't know the guy. I'm calling bullshit. Because Jason Kidd's title is head coach. If at the end of the game, and yes, this is a long form close to Mike situation. <laughs> Maybe I should back up some. <laughs> Maybe I should back up some. For distortion purposes, please. Yeah. If you're the head coach and there's four seconds left on now. First of all, before I say this, what was the context of them saying that? What were they referencing? Just like the entire game and play call? I can, in the I can, I can find it. This was before. This was earlier in the day. I guess something that had been eaten at them. Okay. Let me. Uh, let me. Uh, I can pull up the tweet. Give me one second here. Um, I'm sure he hasn't tweeted much. Let's see. Let's go to it. Da da da. Here we go. <clears throat> Twitter basketball commentary leads me to believe that these people don't realize that there is actually an entire coaching staff. It's truly amazing. I think they believe it's one man functioning autonomously in a bubble. That was at 1.36 a.m. actually last night. And Nick tweeted that. And Nick responded for front so skin office. Tweeted it. Skin tweeted it. And then Nick replied for front office moves too. So again, if you are ever dissing the 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 roster or the roster decisions, don't single out Nico Harrison. Make sure you include the assistant general managers like Michael Finley and that dude that just retired after 40 years of nobody knowing who the fuck he was uh, and everybody else in the front office. So the entire front office, uh, you did a horrible job this offseason. Yes. That was so close to the mic that I don't I didn't even hear it. And they all fucking ass. I don't give a shit. Like, and and back to my point, I am gonna blame Jason Kidd because if you're the head coach, you're the head of the snake. You make the calls, everything goes through you. If something on the court isn't working, let's say 
there's an assistant coach out there running the offense. Maybe they're more equipped to run the offense than a Jason Kidd is, let's say. Don't see how that will work considering he's one of the greatest point guards, offensive minds to have a play this fucking game, but I digress. If you see with your two eyes that the offense that your assistant coach is trying to run is not working, would you not say something? If you say it's not producing the best results, would you not say something? And don't get it twisted. Luca leading the league in fucking paint points and having his way with motherfuckers is not great team offense. It's great offense. It's getting us buckets. It's got us some wins. God bless. I'm thankful for it. But you got to switch it up at times. Because if you don't, then you get situations like late in games where you're like, damn, let's just give it to Luca. You're a head coach. If you're the head coach, no assistant coach should be making up plays for the final play of the game. And even if they are, <clears throat> you're signing off on it. Facts. It's on your name. A general doesn't blame the result of the war on the soldier. If he put if he didn't put the right soldier in that position, if he didn't, if the soldier didn't make a decision and he said, you know what, maybe we shouldn't do that, maybe we should do this. It's on the jump. You put it on the leader. Like that's the whole point of you being a leader. Make leadership decisions, make choices. I don't care about Peter Patton, what he's doing on the sidelines. I'm not gonna say, you know what, God sham guy should have drew up a better play. Jason Kidd should have went to a better play if what he drew God sham guy drew up wasn't working. If Christy Tolliver said, you know, throw it to Reggie Bullock here, Jason Kidd should be like, you know what, Reggie Bullock ain't hitting. If if uh uh Daryl Armstrong said we got to throw the lob to Bertons, Jason Kidd should ask him what he was smoking before the game. If uh who else we got? Greg St. John said, hey, let's throw it to Josh Green in the backcourt. Jason Kidd should be like, the boy can't dribble well enough to throw it to him in the backcourt and expect him to make something happen. So at the end of the day, Jason Kidd, you got to make it's on you, buddy. You the head coach. You are the face. Every win, every loss that is tabulated goes into your column, not into Sean Sweeney's. Now, everyone knows if you listen to this podcast that last year, Jason Kidd started off bad. But I was like, look, he's just getting adjusted to the team. It's a new head coach. Give him a chance. And he showed up and showed out. He was fantastic last year. Felt like he should have been in the running for coach of the year. That was last year. This year, you're not getting adjusted to a new team. You know this team for the most part. You're only getting to learn two new guys for the most part that are playing. That's JaVale McGee and Christian Wood, and you're failing one of them miserably, honestly. But I digress again. Um, as far as the front office shit goes, Nico Harrison got till next offseason to where I'm on his ass. Next offseason on his ass. This is what his third offseason? I'm going to only say his second because that first one I don't really Two count. and a half. Two and a half, I guess. I don't I'm not going to say the I'm not going to say he got to the trade deadline of season because I know a lot of people like to get on Twitter and say, "Oh man, we're not making no moves. Oh, y'all could have did this. That team did it." It don't work like that. You know, 
when it comes to trades, there are negotiations. Teams go with what's best for them. I, I'm not counting that. But the offseason, after next offseason, I'm either on his ass or I'm praising him. We'll see. But you- I understand last offseason we ain't really had much money. But, I, man, look. Even the decisions we made with the money we had were goofy. Yeah. Keep it 100. Yeah. So, uh, Nico Harrison is not absolved, and whoever the fuck else is in the front office following behind his ass ain't absolved either. Um, yeah, this team this team is not a train wreck. I know a lot of people are like, oh, my God, what's up? We're not going to make the playoffs. I think y'all are reacting a bit too harshly, a bit too soon. It's only November. The season is not over until April. Pump your brakes. But there are definitely some issues with this team that cannot be ignored. Yeah, we need a third ball handler. Yeah, when one of our three best guys isn't playing or is having a bad game, this team looks awful. A lot of these things need to be addressed. You got a player like Kevin Durant out in the media openly saying, yeah, those motherfuckers can't dribble. Then you got dudes like Kyle Kuzma saying the same thing. Kyle Kuzma, this dude fucking dyed his hair blonde. Who the fuck is this guy? Like, we got issues, man. And these are not new issues. These are issues that should have been fixed with the prior regime and this new regime. That's all I'm saying. Uh, what Outside of us not having a, a third ball handler, so to speak, what do you feel is the next biggest issue for this team? Might not even have a second ball handler, depending on how Spencer Dinwiddie's doing. I don't know. Did he come back in the game? I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't think he did. Um, so obviously, and again, we knew this in the offseason that we needed another ball handler on the team, uh, which might be a worse situation, as we just mentioned, with if if Spencer's actually hurt. We have I'm about to get the minutes. We're not a top heavy enough team to have as many unplayable players as we have. Um, I'm tired of hearing Reggie Bullock start slow every season as an excuse for continuing to start him. Because if you know that he's bad during this time of the season, then he shouldn't start. If your significant other snores so badly during the months of October and November, that you cannot sleep and you're starting your work days tired for two months. Would you not have an agreement in place for them to go sleep somewhere else during them two months? How about right to me? I went through it. She, she was snoring so bad. I took a pillow. I took some covers. I went downstairs to sleep on the floor. Because it makes absolutely no sense to endure what you know is occurring and you know is affecting you negatively. And I can still damn near hear I ass from downstairs, but that's a different story. <laughs> my, my roommate in, in my freshman year of college snored so loud that, uh, you know, a lot of the dorms would keep their rooms open or the doors open. He would be snoring. If our door was open, dudes down the hall and around the corner would come down and be like, dog, is he, is he okay? I cannot sleep in the same room vicinity as someone who snores. I almost smack I have to be in a deep sleep before they are. And if I wake up in the middle of the night, I won't be able to fall back to sleep. Like it's 
It's such an inconvenience. I stood over him for like 10 minutes one night, like debating if I wanted to punch him in his face. About to say, it sounded like you wanted to murder him. What the fuck? <laughs> no, nah, I, w- I was like, I-, I was I was very upset. But anyway, the whole point. If you know that someone is bad for two months and that is their track record, that is their career, saying saying that as a, a excuse to keep them playing is, again, the goofiest thing I've ever heard in my life. I don't understand who is, again, who is he to get to suck for two months and retain his starting position? Sounds like a girlfriend. Like, you don't know how to break up with somebody that's not good for you is what it sounds like. Like, if he turns into MJ after them two months, okay, I can understand enduring his slow start. Like, but he's not. He is a role player. When he gets to his peak, he will maybe average 10 points a game. That is not a guy that you endure. That's a reach. Months. Say what? That's a reach. I mean, that's what he averaged last year. Okay. So, or in the playoffs. I, I, don't, even, I don't even know if I checked his regular season. But eight to 10 points a game is what you're going to get when he's at his peak powers. That's not somebody you endure two months of, of cardio from. It's pointless. And again, I'm not even saying demote him, don't play him, send him to Frisco. I'm just saying, why does he need to start so we can watch him clank shots for 20 to 30 minutes every night? Reduce his role until he begins to hit at bare minimum. At bare minimum, he should not be starting. He is not helping anything and his defense is not good and i'm watching him get blown by by kcp off the bounce what are we doing man reggie one of them guys at the gym where when he shoot the other team be like hey he with us pretty much and 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 then the christian wood thing look i understand the defense is not where we want it to be right it's not not where you they had they, they had the clip earlier and I made the joke on the timeline that I heard Josh on like a certain play tell Christian Wood to step up on the perimeter and guard whoever was out there. He didn't do it. Josh ended up guarding both players on that possession, right? And then they played the the mic'd up clip of that moment and it was hilarious. But why is Christian Wood playing? How many minutes did he end up playing tonight? Uh, I can check that. 17 thing. minutes. Okay, gotcha. Is he our second leading scorer? For the team, yes. Why is your second leading scorer being reduced to 17 minutes, mm-hmm. regardless of how slow and cold they are, when you do it off the bench, played 20 minutes, and went Actually, 0 for 9? He saw it was And probably just because of Dinwiddie's injury. 17.5. Tim Hardaway Jr. played 20 minutes and went 0 for 9. That he played more minutes than Christian Wood, though, who actually did score a couple baskets, who actually did have seven rebounds. How many minutes did Reggie Block play? 20, 25? Uh, I believe it's 25, but let's see. 25 and a half. Three points. One for five. Minus 25. 
For every minute he played, we lost a point. In short, this motherfucker sucks. If Don't he's hurt. If he's hurt, let him sit. Because he's giving us nothing. And I don't care about a couple games where he decided to do something in the fourth quarter. One game. Oh, yeah, it was just one game. So who I can't remember who it was. I, 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 I've been calling out too many people. Somebody did like a thing where they posted Josh Green's stats minus his two good games. <laughs> and I responded to somebody else who responded to it. I didn't respond directly to that person because I, was, I, I wasn't going to say anything nice. I responded with Reggie Bullock's stats minus his two games, and they're worse. Like, what are we doing? And John, and they put the raw stats. It was like four points, blah, 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 blah. Uh, four points. The, the shooting numbers were not as great as his actual shooting numbers, but not terrible either. It was like 40-something percent from the field, whatever. Um, but Reggie Bullock's doing the same four points. Uh, shooting 20-something percent and playing 30 minutes as opposed to the 17 Josh is playing to get his four points. He's giving you more minutes with less production. Yeah, like, why would you set yourself up like that? It's like buying a nice car that can't drive. I I don't, and again, Reggie is a rental car. I do not dislike Reginald Bullock. I do not want him off the team. He's very useful when he's shooting well. I agree. He's not shooting well. At all. Josh Green has outplayed him all but like one or two games through what, 617 now? Somewhere in that range. Sounds about right. Like how, how much of a sample size do you need to play the better player? And the excuse of if we bring, if we start Christian Wood, if we start Josh Green, our bench gets weaker. I don't care. Most teams want their best lineup to be the one on the floor the most. Why are we the dumb team that can't do that? Our bench would be pretty awful, though. If you move Josh Green for Reggie Bullock, we wouldn't be behind when our bench comes in like we are every night. Sure. That's my thing. Like, I would rather get out to a good start, get a nice 10-point lead, then your bench can come in, and if the bench sucks, the bench sucks, but your starters are resting, and then they come in and pull back off. That's that's how most teams do it, but we got to be the dumb team to start out in a hole, and then Josh Green got to come to the rescue, and Christian Wood got to come to the rescue. That's goofy. It's not smart. We wasting two roster spots minimum on – Theo Pinson and, 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 and what's the dude? Faku Compazzo. Fucking cheerleader. Theo Pinson, I asked the question. I wanted to know, what is Theo Pinson? I didn't get a single response that explained what his game is. Because ain't nobody ever seen it. I, and somebody even responded saying, ever since North Carolina, I don't know what he is. Not sure he knows. Why does he have a roster spot? We are not the Miami Heat. We cannot afford a wasted roster spot. We are not good enough. We cannot. I'm on a cheerleader. A cheerleader. 
basically with a podcast. Make that dude an assistant coach. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Facts. Like before we signed him, when they were talking about bringing him back, I said they better bring him back as a coach. He wouldn't have accepted that. He'd have just tried to go somewhere else. He if he thinks him. he can still hoop, then let him go figure that out somewhere else. He not hooping. <laughs> and they decided to sign Faku after they realized, damn, we do need a third ball handler. Damn, Frank can't be the third ball handler. No shit. People were saying that like a month beforehand. You should have signed someone or did some or made a move when more ball handlers were available. The incompetence of I'm not going to listen, list all the general man. Hold up. Let me see if that's easily accessible. I want to be fair and make sure we criticize everybody instead of just one person. Just say Um, the front office. The entire front office. I don't know what they were doing. I don't know what they were watching. I was actually. Do I want to say this? Because somebody will twist it. I don't care. After we beat the Suns. I was concerned that people would look at this as this is what we are. A Western Conference final roster. After we got waxed by the Warriors, I had some hope that they would realize that we had a good run. We caught fire at the right time with the right people. But the roster needs upgrades. Unfortunately, only the fans realized that. The people making six plus figures to figure this stuff out thought that this was legit and we could just run it back. Despite all the effective players being 28, 29 to 30 something besides Luca playing way too many, too many damn minutes playing 40 minutes a game to even look like a basketball team or try to look like a basketball team. They don't look like that right now. And so we, go ahead. No, no, no. Close, do your closing statement. Right, I'll land on this. So we lose Jalen Brunson. We make a nice move to get Christian Wood, who is a scorer. I'm fine with him staying on the bench personally. Still think he should not be playing 17 minutes. Think that's goofy under any circumstances. Tim Hardaway Jr. gets to cluck ch- to, to chuck away for 20 plus minutes every night. But Wood, who actually made a couple shots, plays 17 minutes. Makes absolutely no sense. Reggie Bullock can run around and get cardio for 30 minutes on multiple nights. But Christian Wood ain't perfect. He plays 17 minutes. Makes no sense. I uh I'm 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 I don't I don't know if we have the courage. Mm. as an organization to do what needs to be done. So as a fan, we'll just suffer. And the last thing I wanted to say is if I was not a Dallas Mavericks fan, I did not have a Dallas Mavericks podcast. If I had not signed a contract that said I had to put out an episode a week, (laughs) I would not watch this team willingly. Yeah. Not every game anyway. Definitely not every fucking game. I, I don't enjoy watching this team. They frustrate you. 
it would be one thing if I felt like we were putting our best foot forward every night. We're not. It 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 hurts more. It's like you watch the game and you like y'all just don't give a shit. Like we're losing the teams we shouldn't lose to. We're having close games with teams we shouldn't have close games to, and it's like sometimes it's unfortunately so predictable. You can see the writing on the wall most of the time in the first half. And if I'm already in the first half and I'm like, all right, I see how this is going to go. Mavericks are playing like this, bop, bop, bop. They don't really adjust when they start off bad uh, at the beginning of the game. It's like, (sighs) (laughs) frustrating. One of my favorite things to say is in any type of relationship, friendship, whatever, I can't care more than you. I feel real goofy caring more than the people in decision-making positions seem to care. You can't be no simp. Definitely not. Yeah. Now, again, I have a little bit of a platform. I'm going to voice my, 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 my concerns, my complaints, whatever. Some people don't like it. I don't care. Don't listen to the podcast. Don't follow me. Block me even. Mute me. Whatever you got to do. But as a fan, I can only continue to be a fan if I point out the things that don't make sense to me. Because if I can't do that, then I'm not going to I'm just going to tap out. I'll literally tell these people, like, I can't do this. I'm getting to that point where I'm like, do I even want to watch these games? No. Worst part of my day was watching this game. I watched South Carolina look incompetent against a mid-major team. At ten thirty in the morning, that's this, this was worse. Losing to Bruce Brown and DeAndre Jordan. Well, uh, you got anything else you want to add? Um, I guess we need to plug an ad in and get to our uh, weekly segments at some point. That's that's what I was about to do. That's why I asked if you had anything else to add. I'm trying to think, was there anything I wanted to add? Let me let me check something real quick. Let me check something real quick. <clears throat> like we might start doing off season type episodes in a minute on these Sundays. Like I don't even want to talk about the games because <laughs> we know what we did. We played down to our competition. We beat a team. We probably let them off the hook. We play. We beat a team that on paper we probably shouldn't have beat. Like Luca masks a lot of the crappiness of this team just because he controls the game when he has the ball in his hands. He, and that's pl- why playing slow works. Because if we play fast, we'll get run out of the gym. If a team can speed us up, we have no athletes. We don't play the athletes we do have half the time. Um. That Rockets game should have been a wake-up call for everybody. Was not. Should have been a wake-up call for Jason Kidd. Should have been a wake-up call for the fan base. Should have been a wake-up call for anybody questioning why Luca plays how he plays. Do I like everything Luca does? No. The complaining on every single play. Yes, you get fouled on every play. They are not going to call it every time. Pick your battles. 
So just get down court on fucking defense. Get back up to court. Complain between plays. And when you complain, don't even make it complaining. Hey, ref, this is what they're doing to me. Look out for this on the next play. That's the type of complaining that actually gets you results. With that being said, uh, we're going to kick it to the ad break real quick, and we'll be right back. Dallas Maverick fans, the NBA season is heating up. And there's still so many unknown possibilities. I mean, we're really only in the first quarter of the season still. Luka is racing up the MVP ladder at the top right now, but I guess it's depending on who you ask. But anything can happen. You can go on DraftKings Sportsbook and make predictions on MVP award. Maybe you think Luka Doncic is going to be MVP. Maybe you think Jason Tatum will be MVP. Sixth man of the year. It's Christian Wood making a case. Maybe it's Benedict Matherin, the young rookie. First rookie to win sixth man of the year says Ben Gordon, possibly. Anything can happen. Most improved player. The way the NBA is shaping up this year, it's a lot of options. When I'm looking to get into action, I bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line. For any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place the same game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, total rebounds, total points maybe the over-under on total team points, and much more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. Now, be smart about it. Don't You got to add legs, but be smart about your bets. Don't go into this doing an eight-leg parlay with Kevin Durant to score 15 points, Luka Doncic to score 10 points, Luka Doncic to get five assists, you're not going to win much money like that. You got to bet big. Go big or go home. Me, I go home a lot. I tend to do these eight-leg parlays, and and, and, and they fail terribly. Uh, y'all heard my rant about Alpron Shingun, um just a few days ago, which I'm still hurt about because I would still have that $249. But, hey. You live to bet another day. Bars. Just download the app now. Sign up with code TBPN. Place a $5 pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code TBPN. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, welcome back after that nice ad from yours truly. Um, Things aren't so nice on the fantasy basketball side of things. Um, Just to keep it short and brief so we can get up out of here, uh, me and Bibbs suck right now. 
Um, we were actually talking about doing a trade together not long ago, but maybe that wouldn't really matter if we're both ass. Um, yeah, we're probably going to be paying somebody. Not probably. We're going to be paying somebody most likely at the end of this season. Um, is what it is. These are the things that happen with fantasy. I'm used to losing in fantasy. Uh, I don't even want to talk about the score right now. Let's just move on to something positive, kind of positive, um, which is the Mavs outside its unsung hero of the week award. And the award this week goes to. Christian Wood. Uh, he continued to produce this. You know what? I don't even want to. I don't want to do this. He continued to. <laughs> he continued to produce this week. Uh, even still off the bench. Saw a bit of an uptick in minutes, but Jason Kidd is still keeping that short leash on him. One small fuck up and he's back to the bench, but he's not letting it demoralize him. He's still coming out playing like the best, second best player on this team, which I believe he is. Our second best scorer which I believe he is. And as long as Jason Kidd continues to give him opportunities and after opportunity, uh, let that leash get a little bit longer. Uh, I think Christian Wood will be a nice fit here. But uh, first person this season to win two Unsung Hero of the Week awards. So let's see if he can do it again this week or if somebody's going to tie him at two. But speaking of the week, We'll kick it to Weatherman Bibbs for the weekly forecast. Bibbs, what is on the horizon? Weatherman Bibbs has the night off. Um, he left <laughs> for the week. He's taking a whole week for Thanksgiving vacation. Um, so I'm gonna just run through this real quick. Man, what the fuck? What's the problem? He ain't get approved for that time off. I got Optimus Biz. You want Optimus Biz? All right, you do it. Because the fact that you just turned your chair like you was fucking talking to somebody bothered you. Just do it, man. Just just do the fucking forecast so I can get the fuck out of here and go to bed because you want that bullshit. You want that bullshit. All right, hold on, hold on. <clears throat> Hi there, Reese. It's your boy, Weatherman Bibbs. I decided to pop in after all. Uh, we got a three-game week on the schedule. Uh, first of all, on Turkey Eve, <laughs> we're going up to Boston, and we're going to play the Boston Celtics. Always a good game. Now, if you look at the way both teams are playing right now, you'd expect a 40-point loss, but that won't happen. Our guys will come to play that day. Uh, Luke will probably have a huge game. It'll probably come down to the last second. Looking forward to a big win on Turkey Eve. On Saturday, we're going up to Toronto. going to eat some poutine. <laughs> and uh, we're going to play the Toronto Raptors. They're dealing with a lot of injuries right now. Again, that's a team that always gives us a good game. And, you know, we like to play down to teams that are missing their best players. So, again, it'll probably come down to the last second. We'll see how it goes. And then, finally, we got a back-to-back. <laughs> On Sunday, we play the Milwaukee Bucks. Giannis Antetokounmpo. 
and the gang. Hopefully there's no ladders on the court. <laughs> Am I right? The uh, Santa de Compo, Drew Holiday should be back. He's a guy that uh, can be a pest sometimes on Luka Doncic. And uh, that team is, again, another team that's kind of top heavy with, with Giannis there. He kind of masks a lot of the flaws on that roster. Great defensive team, questionable offense should be another good one. Race, back to you. Oh, and three. One and two. I was thinking one and two because I'm like, they probably won't. You think about the Raptors? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, won't have Pascal, but those are exact type of games the Mavericks lose. So. <laughs> Loco uh, have a double double against us or something. I'm 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 really going zero and three here. I would love to see one and two. I would love to see two and one. Um, but my prediction, realistically and objectively speaking, is is zero and three. Unfortunately, I mean I can't say that that's wrong. <laughs> yeah, like you said, I think you said it earlier, or somebody said it earlier. We can beat anybody. We can lose to anybody. So. Who knows? Every game is probably going to come down to the wire. Unfortunately. Um, anything going on for you Wednesday? Um, off the top of my head, no. I should be free Wednesday. Okay. Yeah, I'm. It's. I'm pretty much getting up Thursday. Uh, you like I would if I was working to leave to go to Virginia. So I, sh- I should be good as well. I should be able to edit all that good stuff. So <clears throat> Saturday, I should be back. Okay. So that shouldn't be a problem either. All right. Yeah, I think we, we, we'll be, we'll be here for all the games, I believe. Um, we should be good. Uh, but with that being said, um, we're going to close this thing out. Appreciate y'all for listening. Uh, we know it's hard to listen to, Mavs podcast after losses uh, and it's hard to do after losses to, to be quite honest especially losses like that so uh, we will catch you all on Wednesday right yeah Wednesday night yeah. we will catch you all on Wednesday night um, tell your loved ones that you love them you never know what someone's going through give a motherfucker a hug sometimes Never know what it'll do. Y'all have a good night or day, depending on when you listen to this. Peace. Peace.